passages forty one through forty five of reflections on the formation and distribution of wealth by anne robert jacques turgot translated by nicolas de condorcet this librivox recording is in the public domain forty one different matters are able to serve and have served for current money many nations have adopted in their language and in their trade as a common measure of value different matters more or less precious there are at this day some barbarous nations who make use of a species of little shells called cowries i remember to have seen when at college some apricot stones exchanged and passed as a species of money among the scholars who made use of them at certain games i have already spoken of a valuation by heads of cattle some of these are to be found in the vestiges of the laws of the ancient german nations who overran the roman empire the first romans or at least the latins their ancestors made use of them also it is pretended that the first money they struck in brass represented the value of a sheep and bore the image of that animal and that the name of pecunia has obtained from pecus this conjecture carries with it a great probability forty two metals and particularly gold and silver are the most proper for that purpose and why we are now arrived at the introduction of the precious metals into trade all metals as they have been discovered have been admitted into exchange on account of their real utility their splendor has caused them to be sought for to serve as ornaments their ductility and their solidity have rendered them proper for utensils more durable and lighter than those of clay but these substances cannot be brought into commerce without becoming almost immediately a universal money a piece of any metal of whatever sort has exactly the same qualities as another piece of the same metal provided they are both equally pure now the ease with which we can separate by different chemical operations a metal from other metals with which it is incorporated enables us to bring it to a degree of purity or as they call it to what standard we please then the value of metal differs only as to its weight in expressing therefore the value of any merchandise by the weight of metal which may be had in exchange we shall then have the clearest the most commodious and most precise expression of value and hence it is impossible but it must be preferred in practice to all other things nor are metals less proper than other merchandise for becoming the universal token of all value that can be measured as they are susceptible of all imaginable divisions there is not any object of commerce great or small whose value cannot be exactly paid by a certain quantity of metal to this advantage of accommodating itself to every species of division they join that of being unalterable and those which are scarce as gold and silver have a great value although of a weight and size little considerable these two metals are then of all merchandise the most easy to ascertain their quality to divide their quantity and to convey to all places at the easiest expense every one therefore who has a superfluity and who is not at the time in want of another useful commodity will hasten to exchange it for silver with which he is more certain than with anything else to procure himself the commodity he shall wish for at the time he is in want forty three gold and silver are constituted by the nature of things money 
and universal money independent of all convention and of all laws here then is gold and silver constituted money and universal money and that without any arbitrary agreement among men without the intervention of any law but only by the nature of things they are not as many people imagine signs of value they have an intrinsic value in themselves if they are capable of being the measure and the token of other values this property they have in common with all other commodities which have a value in commerce they only differ in being at the same time more divisible more unchangeable and of more easy conveyance than other merchandise by which they are more commodiously employed to measure and represent the value of others forty four other metals are only employed for these uses in a secondary manner all metals are capable of being employed as money but those which are too common have too little value in large bulk to be employed in the current uses of commerce copper silver and gold are the only ones which have been brought into constant use and even copper except among people to whom neither mines nor commerce have supplied a sufficient quantity of gold or silver has never been used but in exchanges of small value forty five the use of gold and silver as money has augmented their value as materials it is not possible but the eagerness with which every one has sought to exchange their superfluous commodities for gold and silver rather than for any other commodity must have augmented the value of these two materials in commerce these are only thereby rendered more commodious for their employment as tokens or common measure end of passages forty one through forty five